Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The next generation of NASCARs have hit the Daytona International Speedway for definitely one of the most important tests we've seen over the offseason. Some testing also going on in New Smyrna, an Xfinity Series rookie test, as well as some news here and there about the Daytona 500 this year. The 2022 entry list is about finalized for almost all three series, and also the Clash entry list has come out, and some news about what rides could look like in 2023. We're already getting there as we're about to start out the 2022 season, so I'll discuss it all next on the pod. Before we jump into all the action, gotta give a big thanks to our partner Bet Online. I'd like to wish you happy new betting years. We continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. A new year, a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus and your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V to get started. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. So another great thanks to BetOnline, a sponsor, uh, as we carry them into 2022 with the Believe Podcasting Network. So the topic of this podcast episode and the topic of the last week and the topic really going into the 2022 season as we've hit the new year is the next generation car. Now, I was thankful enough to be able to travel up to Daytona Beach uh, to go witness this test for myself. I had never seen the next-gen cars in person before. Got to see them for the first time at Daytona National Speedway. Got to go right in, 12 p.m. Eastern. They kicked off uh, on Tuesday of this week. Um, and it was a great experience. I'll kind of just recap it overall first. We'll get into the details uh, in a little bit. But first impressions, I mean, the cars sound nice. The cars are very loud. They are very loud. I mean, when they had the restart, uh, when they grouped them all in the pack, I mean that's that's when it's the loudest. When they're getting up through the gears, it is just. I mean, I've I've felt it in my chest. Like it was it was some of the loudest things I had ever heard at a racetrack. I mean, you just you just feel it. But from when I went to Daytona about over a year ago, when they were doing a single car test there with Chris Busher, I think the cars sound a lot better now in person, um, especially in a pack. But single car, they sound pretty nice. And obviously, for those of you who are able to watch the stream or just see videos from the track, you're able to get an idea of how they sound like. But I was glad to see the cars in person, got to walk around uh, the pit area, the fan zone, the garage uh, premises, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I can't believe I was able to be there and see these next-gen cars in person. Obviously, it was I was at Daytona in August and got to be there for the Xfinity and Cup races. But the next-gen car, I mean, this was a big deal, big test. Uh, a lot of guys were, you know, you may think, you're not going to learn a ton at Daytona about the car, um, but a lot of people wanted to see how the cars would draft and just wanted to see their overall speed. Like, where is our program at? 
and a lot of teams were able to evaluate that, especially going into the Daytona 500. One of those teams was Team Hezeberg. They are planning to enter the Daytona 500. I know Josh Ryum came on this podcast a few months back saying that that was the plan. If they could, um, you know, get it the right way, get in the right way, they would attempt the Daytona 500, and it looks like they will with Jacques Villeneuve. Um, going to enter the Daytona 500 for the Hesbergs in the number 27. He um, was in Speed Weeks before his last Cup race was at Sonoma, and now here he is after doing the Charlotte Roval test. Now he did the Daytona Oval test. Uh, didn't get to speak to him personally, but I did speak to pretty much the entire Hesberg team. Really, Josh uh, specifically. Um, thanks for them for letting me chat with them. Josh was. I mean, Josh was, they all looked happy to be there. I mean, for, well, first of all, let me just say, the Team Hezeberg drip is off the charts. They got these orange jackets, right? These bright orange jackets with the Hezeberg logo, you know, um, zip-up jackets look real professional. I mean, I like, it was so cool. I mean, you're looking at all the teams in there. I mean, they look like straight out of, like, sports cars. Like, they just came from Lamar or something. Um and they're just hanging out in the Daytona. They were right next to the Hendrick guys, too. It was kind of like they were separated. Everybody else was kind of in the main garages. And then it was the two Hendrick teams and the Hesbergs down um, in the second kind of tier of, of garages. Usually where kind of the inspection uh, is done towards that area in Daytona, if you know what I'm talking about. If you've been to the Daytona garage area, that's where they were. So they were right next to Dale Earnhardt Jr., who was driving the five car in the test. Um you know, that was announced, I believe, just a few days before the test. I didn't expect it, and I saw them post his gloves on Twitter, and I was like, well, shoot, pretty cool. So Dale Jr. was there getting some action um, with William Byron in the 24, but a lot of the focus was on Dale Jr. He was just trying to work things out for the booth, trying to get experience, and just, you know, having fun in the race car. He went out and tandem drafted. He went out and uh, ran kind of not like in the pack, but kind of behind the pack a little bit, but still in the pack in a way. Uh, and obviously ran a lot of single car runs as well. So I know he had a media session on Wednesday uh, to the media. I was not there on Wednesday. I'll get to where I was on Wednesday in a little bit here. But on Tuesday, Tuesday night, test kind of finished up. Dale Jr. was walking over and kind of I, I went up to him and I was like, oh, it's Dale Jr. And he was just walking by himself. So I was like, well, I'm asking about the test. And I kind of went up and, and you know, we, we kind of chatted for just a few not even a minute really we just kind of chatted for a second he was going back to the hauler and uh he gave me he gave me a little fist bump and he was like or i think that was after he i asked him i was like how's the car feel and and he was like hell yeah man feels good so that's all i needed to hear from dale um that was that was already a cool moment it was funny he gave me a fist bump walks to his hauler and i'm kind of just walking away you know nonchalantly and then I, and then it hits me i'm like damn i just i just fist bumped dale Earnhardt jr that was that was kind of cool so uh, that was that was uh, kind of cool. I'd never really had any interactions with Dale Earnhardt Jr. before because obviously, you know, I wasn't doing all this when he retired, when he was in the garage, you know, 24-7 for the NASCAR Cup Series. So it was really cool to see him there. I know a lot of people appreciated having him there at the test. Obviously, the fans did. I mean, they got to go out and see Dale Jr. He was signing autographs, taking pictures, you know. So really cool event that they put on there. Um any other notable names from the test here? Obviously, Harrison Burton was in the 21. Austin Sindrick was in the 2. Uh, Spire Motorsports had a mix of drivers this weekend. Uh, Corey LaJoy started the, uh, well, I shouldn't say weekend. It was Tuesday, Wednesday. It feels like a weekend. Every Anytime I go to Daytona, it feels like a weekend. I forget. It's Tuesday and Wednesday. So this Tuesday, Corey LaJoy started 
um, in the number seven testing for the Spire Motorsports team. Then Josh Balicki hopped in the number seven to test. He's not scheduled to run the Daytona 500 right now. He's scheduled to take over at Auto Club. And by the way, Josh Balicki is... Uh, has joined Spire Motorsports for those of you who missed it or haven't heard the details. It's not going to be full-time, but he will run a very big chunk of the schedule. And you might be wondering, where's that other chunk of the schedule going to go? It is most likely going to Landon Castle, who will start the season off running the Clash in the number 77. The entry list was just dropped today. He will start the season in the number 77 for the Clash. And you also might know that Landon Castle is running full-time in the Xfinity Series. So he'll have a full-time Xfinity gig, and he'll be running some races for Spire Motorsports up in the Cup Series. And Josh Balicki, obviously, as I just mentioned, had land that deal as well to run in the number 77. One thing that Josh told me, which I think is really cool, is that last year, obviously Spire Motorsports um, definitely stepped up their program in a big way last year. But they were still running some older engines. They were running a lot of the newer stuff was going to the number seven of Corey LaJoy, which was, you know, it was pretty notable during the season that the number seven car definitely was the stronger car. But now the 77 also has that. So I think, um, you know, not only with the, the playing field supposedly going to even this year with the next gen car, uh, Josh and, and the Spire team were excited about that. Uh, they're going to have two full strength cars. And another one of that was car shortages. Uh, that's been talked about a lot too. We'll, we'll get to that later in the show. If that's going to be a potential concern and what um, what issues that might cause during the season for Daytona, is the is the is the winning car going to go to the museum? I mean, I know that's probably the least of uh, the team's concerns at this point, but that is a concern um, among Daytona National Speedway and, and in the media as well. So. You look down this list, Harrison Burton and Austin Sindrick were top of the board in both days of practice. Uh, Joey Logano as well. The Penske cars uh, slash Wood Brothers went out a lot together uh, in a trio or a duo. They were they were drafting a lot, I think the most of really anybody in this test. So not surprising to see them top of the board. Uh, William Byron was fifth on the first day. He had some speed. Denny Hamlin was noted for pretty much driving his way through the pack when they launched off for that pack race then you have eric jones in the 43 split the day uh split the week with ty Dillon, and then you have cody ware so cody ware tested the 15 and the interesting part about this car a lot of people were wondering why stuart haas racing didn't go to the test well they did it was just under the 15 of rick ware racing with cody ware behind the wheel obviously as many of you know they have an alliance going into the 2020 season and that will connect to Ryan Priest's cup deal. Ryan Priest was previously announced as the driver for Stuart Haas Racing, the reserve driver, the sim driver, uh, the test driver, as you may, um, for the team. He'll be running select Xfinity races, select truck races, and select cup races. So we now know that that select cup races that will start at the Clash in the number 15 for Rick Ware Racing. Uh, he will run the Clash, and then he was also previously announced to run Dover and the Coke 600. So we'll see if he gets any more races from them. Definitely quite possible. But in the SHR line 15 for the Clash and likely for the races that he runs in the Cup Series, David Reagan is going to run that car in the Daytona 500, the number 15. So, you know, as I kind of noted in the previous episode, one of the Rick Ware racing cars, which now we know is the 15, is going to be a rotational seat. Cody Ware is likely going to be full-time in the other 51. And what's really exciting is, you know, getting to talk to Cody after the Daytona test is he had told me that the Ford people had told him that they were basically one of the fastest single-car runs um, of the test in that number 15. Obviously, it's a full SHR house car. 
full SHR built car, and it's going to have a lot of speed. So, hey, man, Cody Ware winning the poll for the Daytona 500. Not out of the question. I mean, we'd love to see that. That would be awesome. So, um, uh, really, really cool things to look forward to for Rick Ware Racing this year with their new alliance. Um, obviously, they have now kind of set on running two full-time cars, one of them being a rotational seat. And we know that rotational seats already going to consist of Ryan Priest and David Reagan in the Daytona 500. And I'm sure some other, other Rick Ware racing drivers to rotate in there or anybody else who they get during the season. So that'll be interesting to watch. Another one of the new teams that wasn't there was Live Fast Motorsports in the 78. Uh, BJ McLeod still kind of expected to run at least the majority of the season for sure for that team. He's already going to be running the Clash in the 78. Um, so it'll be fun to see him there. So overall, uh, really fun Daytona test. I mean, it was great to be there to see the next gen cars in action. A lot of great paint schemes out there too. I mean, I'm not, you know, we've talked about it a lot on this show, me and Tommy Joe about number placement, where the numbers need to be, where the numbers should be. We weren't really too fond of them moving the numbers around, thought it was pointless, but you know, some of the designers in the NASCAR cup series for sure have been able to work very well with it and have made some pretty good paint schemes. Um, you know, Trackhouse specifically as well. Trackhouse has got some great schemes out there. Um, I know Colleg Racing's been able to, to have some, some pretty nice schemes as well. Um, and I'm sure more schemes will be released in the future as we get closer to Speed Weeks. So it was really cool to see those cars out there. Really cool to see everybody back in the, in the garage again as well. Everybody, the fans back at the track and the fan zone. I mean, walking through the fan zone, it felt like a race weekend. Um, it felt like a Friday afternoon test practice, I should say. Um, so it was really cool to see everybody out there, um, at the speedway. Um, and hopefully uh, again soon for speed weeks, just a few weeks away, we're going to have fans packing Daytona all week, just a few weeks after the clash happens on February 9th, I believe is the date. So just under a month away from the clash at Daytona and remember, or the clash at the LA Memorial Coliseum, uh, Sunday, February 6th is the race actually not February 9th. So if you're wondering about the Speed Week schedule, some of these schedules have been coming out for the weekends. I know they just put out Auto Club schedule today. But the Daytona International Speedway practice schedule for the Cup Series, they'll have two practices on Tuesday, pole qualifying on Wednesday night. Then, two days later, another practice on Friday, one more practice on Saturday, and the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Xfinity practice kicks off on Friday with the race on Saturday, and then truck practice kicks off on Thursday with the race on Friday night, and then the ARCA race being on Saturday night as well. So, ARCA. ARCA is going to be interesting this season. They're, they are going to have one full-time driver in that field that is very notable. It's going to be Rajah Karuth. Rajah Karuth got to go to New Smyrna uh, yesterday and test the Xfinity Series car for the first time. And yes, there were a lot of questions. Is this test approved? What are you idiots doing? Are you good? Yes. It was a rookie test approved by NASCAR. Tommy Joe's got the receipts. He even had to send them in um, to, to prove that it was a legal test. It got approved almost a month ago. So it was a legal test. Raja, it's a rookie test. He's able to test. Um, and the funny part about that was, before I kind of get any, to any of the details about the test, is that Caesar Baccarella obviously was there. Most of the Alpha Prime crew was there hanging out. You know, it was great to be there. Caesar Baccarella was there testing a late model. So Caesar Baccarella was in his fire suit 
running his late model. And so obviously I kind of got there and I figured that that would be, I was like, oh, Caesar's in his fire. And I was like, oh, I was like, wait a second. I was like, that's ah, not. And then all of a sudden I see Tommy Joe's on the phone talking to people and they're, you know, calling about Caesar. Ah, Caesar's in a fire suit. What is he doing? And the joke was that, you know, you're crazy if you think Caesar's going to fit in Raja's seat or seat <laughs> inside of the car. Um, my joke was that Caesar just wears the suit 24 seven. He just doesn't take it off. Like, like, you know, they're calling like, ah, Caesar's in a suit. You know, that's not a good, you know, it's like, well, you know, Caesar doesn't take the suit off, right? Like, you know, he sleeps in it like 24 seven, like, (laughs) you know, so now Caesar was testing his late model there. He had just ran the previous weekend, uh, new Smyrna in his late model. So he was just testing. Uh, he does a lot of racing up there as well. And then obviously just getting seat time, getting ready for Daytona, which he will be competing in alongside Tommy Joe in the two Alpha Prime racing cars. So the new Smyrna test, man. I mean, I was planning to only go to Daytona for one day for the next gen test, drive out there, drive back the same day. But then when I heard, you know, cause Tommy Joe was telling me about going to the test, uh, about a month ago, they've been trying to get this for about a month and they finally got it scheduled for yesterday. I was like, well, this time's out perfectly. You know, we got the next gen test. I'm already going to be here. Uh, y'all be in new Smyrna the next day. It's like a 20 minute drive from Daytona. So I just stayed overnight and headed to new Smyrna in the morning for the test and boom, there they were and got to go in. And me personally, I had never been to a short track before. Um, and new Smyrna, obviously short local track, not like Bristol, um but i had never been to a short track before the only tracks i've been to are daytona all the time giant atlanta pretty big talladega giant chicago don't really remember it but obviously big mile and a half homestead big um and so it was just really cool especially with nobody else there i mean the only people on the track were just you know the alpha prime guys and dude running the gate that was (laughs) that was pretty much it um and caesar baccarella's uh late model guys that were helping uh, get that car set up as well but it was cool. I mean, just pulling up and walking in, it was really that. I'd never really gotten that short track, local track feel. And the fact that I had never been to New Smyrna personally, I mean, it's just a really nice track, really cool track. I mean, it looks so cool to drive on. And I know uh, Davy Siegel brought it up on Twitter that, you know, why don't we have one of the National Series go there? I know the Arca East kicks off there during the season. Obviously, they're going to kick off Tuesday night on Speed Weeks. But, man, if we had the Xfinity Series or Truck Series go there, I mean, I think personally – um, the way to do this logistically um, is when the Xfinity Series and Cup Series come back for the Coke 600 or I mean Coke 400 weekend. Let's just send the Truck Series to New Smyrna or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean they're already in Daytona. Let's just send the Truck Series, give them a race at a short track there. Um, I think that'd be cool Friday night race. I mean the trucks are X- Xfinity for sure would put on a show there. I'm sure the trucks would as well. So. Um, and New Smyrna, great facility. Obviously, might have to get a little more seating in there, but you know we can work with that if we're going to get an event there. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So, but overall, I mean, great, great track. I mean, just being able to walk like from turn one to turn three in like sixty seconds, you know, instead of Daytona where you have to take a tram and it takes you five minutes, you know, like it's really cool. Especially me being able to go there and you know getting some cool, getting some photos, getting some videos on my little five-year-old camera. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I ain't no Matt Wissart or, or Dalen Barr, uh, shout out to Dalen Barr because he supplied the, the entire group lunch, which was really funny because this whole week, just me personally, I'd been like, I'd gotten Chick-fil-A 
so many times. And obviously, for those of you who have been to Daytona, you know there's Chick-fil-A right out right across the street from the track. Um, and so we're sitting there at New Smyrna, and Dalen rolls up in his sexy Chevy Camaro, um, and he pulls out this giant bag. And there has got to be like 40 chicken sandwiches in there. I mean, shout out to Dalen for bringing lunch for, for everybody. It was like, it was right when I had just got there too. So that was the funny part. But man brings in 40 chicken sandwiches. I'm like, hell yeah. Everybody ate them. Caesar Baccarella had like four because he's Caesar and he's just a bodybuilder. And then he left the test. He left the test, I think, an hour early to go hit the gym. Um, that's that's Caesar, you know. He was sitting there, you know, we're sitting there under the, the hauler because we had a, an intermission, you know, something went wrong during the test and we had to clear some things up. Um, get some parts and stuff like that in the Daytona area, which is good because there's a lot of shops out there that'll lend us some parts. We got some parts, got the test back on, but when we had the intermission, we're all just hanging around eating chicken sandwiches, and Caesar's like, oh, yeah, man, that was my fourth one. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. <laughs> so um, Caesar, Caesar's an awesome dude. You know, I'm glad he, he made it out to the test, obviously, being a, being a Florida guy. I was I was pretty sure he was going to be there, but overall, I mean, really cool stuff at Alpha Prime. I mean, Raj is Raj is not only an awesome dude, but yeah, I mean, he's a great driver, um, and I think there's going to be some some big things ahead for him, um, especially in the Xfinity Series this year. And I know he he wants to run a lot of things this year. Obviously, going to be running the full ARCA schedule. Going to be doing some late models. You know, who knows if he'll do some trucks uh, as well? I know he's interested in that. And then obviously his select Xfinity races that he's going to have this year, which is a good handful for sure on an Alpha Prime team that is on the rise. Uh, no bias intended here. Alpha Prime on the rise. So uh, really cool to see Raj down there in New Smyrna. And he was got a good feel from the car. I mean, Tommy Joe said he was doing great. Um, and, you know, got comfortable really quick. Got a lot of laps. Got laps on old tires. Got laps on new tires. Um, the track was changing, too, as the day went out. You know, it was a little wet to start. Uh, Caesar went out in a slate model and, I guess, dried it up for him. Um, but, you know, especially as the sun was going up and down. You know, they, we were there the whole day. So, Really cool to see Raj out there, New Smyrna, getting some laps in. Really cool to be out there anyways, too. I mean, I never, like I said, never really had that short track feel, and it was cool to kind of just, like, walk out to the pit wall while there's cars uh, going around um, on the racetrack. So that was that was a lot of fun. So the testing the last two days was a blast. Tuesday, the next-gen test. Wednesday, Alpha Prime at New Smyrna. I mean, I had a blast. I didn't think Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Wednesdays could be that fun, and they were. So I was glad to do that, but now back home on Thursday recording the pod for this week, and we're going to have some cool stuff planned on this pod as well uh, as we head into the new season. But before we finish up on this episode, we got a lot of we got a few headlines to talk about. So let's start with the biggest one came out about three days ago. Eric Almarola announced that he will retire following the 2022 season, retire from full-time competition with Stuart Haas Racing. And he will no longer race past this season. So this will be his final full-time season in NASCAR. Eric Almarola, driver of the 10 Smithfield Ford, um, you know, 37 years old. He said he wants to be the best husband and father. And he says it means more than being a race car driver. So obviously going to spend some more time with family. I don't think he ruled out, you know, coming back for any one-off race or stuff like that before. Just uh, retiring from full-time driving. So Eric Amarola has had definitely a very, a very uh, solid career in NASCAR. He's gotten wins for Richard Petty Motorsports. He's gotten wins from Stuart Haas Racing, most notably last year at New Hampshire. 
and now he's going to go retire at the end of this season uh, to go hang with family. So, hey, he's got one more year to make something happen for sure in this next-gen car. He's going to get one year of the of the new car and hand off the number 10 to whoever comes next. A lot of people uh, suspecting that that could be Ryan Priest since Stuart Haas Racing has kind of kind of made the signal that he would be next in line. Um, and then the four car could open up in the next few years as well, depending on when Kevin Harvick retires. So Eric Amarola retiring from NASCAR Cup Series competition. I'm sure we'll have more details and more to say on that as we begin the season here once Tommy Joe joins us. Another one of the headlines, SS Greenlight Racing is partnering with Stuart Haas Racing for the 2022 Xfinity Series season. They will field two full-time entries, and one of them will be the 07 of Joe Graff Jr. He returns to the team on a full-time basis and in that second car, which could also be the destination for Ryan Priest to run some races in Xfinity, Cole Custer and Chase Briscoe will be the two drivers to run select races in that second car. The rest of the lineup uh, and details are to be determined. So Joe Graff Jr. gets a little upgrade. SS Greenlight gets a little upgrade, and they'll have another second car in a relationship with Stuart Haas Racing, where it seems like some Stuart Haas Racing drivers will compete in that second car for the team. So really cool to see, and just another another part of the Xfinity Series stacking up uh, SS Greenlight Racing. Uh, now just another one of the teams kind of expanding and bolstering their program. Uh, sticking with the Xfinity Series, today it was announced that Ryan Truex will join Sam Hunt Racing. He'll drive the number 26 at Daytona and a few other races during the season as well. So not a full-time driver announced for Sam Hunt Racing at least yet, but we do know that that 26, or they will at least have one rotational seat with Ryan Truex being the first driver announced, and he will run at Daytona. It'll be his first Xfinity start since 2019. Uh, also in the Xfinity series, we're kind of finalizing the entry list for Daytona. Going to be a lot of cars. We know that Cesar Baccarella and Tommy Joe Martins will be splitting the Alpha Prime cars, the 44 and the 45. Uh, and MBM Motorsports likely only were to run one entry this season in Xfinity. It kind of seems like it. We know Johnny Davis and JD Motorsports will run about two entries. Uh, they'll be announcing their second driver, uh, I believe, next week. So that'll be interesting to see who that is. Um, but Timmy Hill uh, told me that he will be racing the Xfinity Series race at Daytona. So I'd imagine that would be meaning he will be running for Carl Long. That also means it's the triple header Timmy, the Intimidator. I, I can't remember what I said on Twitter, what I called him. I think it was triple header Timmy. Triple header Timmy's back in action <laughs> for Speed Weeks because he'll be running his own truck team. He'll be running that season full time. So he'll be running the truck race at Daytona. Looks like he'll be running the Xfinity race at Daytona and just announced a few days ago he'll be running the Daytona 500 for MBM Motorsports. So triple header Timmy back in action, baby. He is going to be running a lot of races this season, I'm sure, and it's already starting out Daytona with three. So cool to see Timmy Hill in that role for MBM Motorsports. Um, and the Xfinity series just loading up, baby, loading up. A lot of new teams, a lot of expanding teams, a lot of bolstering programs. Some teams just downscaling, but will the downscale mean that their program will bolster because they only have a few more cars to focus on? So uh, really unknown, really unknown, but there's going to be some cars sent home for sure at Daytona in the Xfinity series and the truck series. So, And then back to the Daytona 500, there's really probably only going to be 40 cars in the race. Uh, the duels might not mean anything uh, besides setting the lineup for the Daytona 500 from 3rd to 40th. That's really all it's going to mean. We know Jack, Jack and, the, and the 27 for Hezeberg. 
um, is going to enter the Daytona 500. We have four open teams. They're going to be one of them. The Hesburgs will be one. Then you have Beard Motorsports is going to be the other. MBM Motorsports. And then NY Racing is expected to put a deal together to enter the Daytona 500. Uh, They're likely going to be doing that with an experienced driver, um, an experienced NASCAR driver, well-known name. Uh, They're trying to get together uh, for a deal, but not set yet. Um, But that is the expectation is that they could become the 40th um, team in the race. Other than that, there's really none other teams that we know that are going to be entering. We the belief is that Rick Ware Racing will stay at two entries. Front Row Motorsports won't be bringing a third entry. Um, and it's not expected that anyone else really brings an additional entry for the Daytona 500. So it might be sticking at 40. The duels might not mean a whole bunch uh, besides setting the order from third to 40th. But meanwhile, in the Xfinity Series and Truck Series, we're going to have like 50. So there's, there's going to be a lot of people there. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But overall, I mean, today's date. What is it? January 13th. It is January 13th. We got the clash coming up on February 6th. The entry list has already been released. That's got to be the earliest entry list has ever been released for a NASCAR event. I mean, Jesus Christ. We we are just under a month. Just under a month away, we already got the entry list for the clash. So, I mean, I'm not complaining. Uh, they're definitely going to try to promote the heck out of this event. So, February 6th, it's the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum Bush Clash. Uh, inside of a football stadium the track is just finishing up preparing they're just finishing up paving it um so it does look neat it definitely looks like it's it's something else man but it's gonna be a fun event for sure they're gonna have a lot of things planned halftime show a pre-race concert halftime concert i mean there's it's gonna be an event it's gonna be an event for sure we just gotta sit back be optimistic and enjoy it so hopefully we can all enjoy it the best uh, we can and logistically it goes well uh, for the teams and having enough cars because some teams don't really have a ton of cars right now um and you know with the whole with covid situation will that affect it will the car shortage affect it i mean i don't know that's obviously why no open teams are going to the clash because they don't really have a ton of cars so they, they can't really afford to go to la and wreck one of their cars because that would likely shut down their organization so um here we go, man. This is this is it. This is the final stretch of the off season. We made it already. I mean, I say we made it. It really went by quick. I felt like Phoenix was yesterday, but here we are already under a month away from the clash. Happens every year. It gets quicker and quicker every year, so a lot of the rides are filled up, but some are still going to be announced in the next few weeks. A lot of ARCA stuff coming out as well, so ARCA test this weekend, Friday, Saturday. A lot of drivers are going. Gee, I mean, that. if you look at the entry list, you'll be scrolling for days. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of drivers going to that test. Uh, I know Raj is staying in the Daytona area because he's going to be at that test, uh, getting the approval to run the Daytona race uh, on during speed weeks. So all cool there. And then kind of just a, a final advertisement plug. If you've ever wondered what the intro music and outro music, like the, the rock, the rock type intro outro music was on this podcast, it was actually my dad's music. From 1986, music that my dad made in 1986, and I just put it out on Spotify and Apple Music. It's called Heartless by Ron Starcevic. So if you've ever wondered, I got a few questions on Twitter about it. I never thought I will, and then I really thought about it. I was like, oh, man, people are asking about these songs, and there's really nowhere to find them because besides just in my computer. So put them out there, Spotify, Apple Music. The album's called Heartless by Ron Starcevic. Go check it out if you were ever interested in just 
vibing to the the driver's meeting podcast theme song there it is it's <laughs> you can go and listen to it so that's a little uh personal sponsor plug but again thank you all for tuning into this episode and obviously without any of this without any of the followers on instagram i mean i wouldn't get to do what i've been able to do the past few days at daytona new smyrna so really blessed to be able to be there and uh looking forward to being in daytona again for speed weeks but we got a few weeks left here until the season starts we got a few more podcast episodes to put out tommy joe will be back and we'll we'll uh we'll come up with some creative things to do and we'll have some great guests coming on as well so thank you guys very much we'll see you on the next episode Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.